Any views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent those of WSIC. All systems are a go. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your seats. Taking care of Iredell with North Carolina State Representative Jeff McNeely is about to begin in five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, Iredell County. I'm going to see if I can keep my voice this morning. These last couple shows have been kind of rough. It's a little cold out there, folks. I suggest you wrap up here. They say it's going to warm up. That's the way North Carolina is. If you don't like the weather, just wait a little bit. It'll change. It'll change. Hey, got all kind of stuff going on today. Got a great big show. Uh, got Melissa Nieder, county commissioner, here in the room. We're going to interview her first. I got Richard Coleman, a candidate for county commissioner, coming on second half of the show. But right now, real quick, I got Shane Nixon, the director with the Drug Alcohol Coalition of Ardell County. Shane, glad to have you here this Thank morning. You. Good to have you here, Melissa. We got the studio full. We ain't cold in here. We got enough body heat going on. Shane, uh, you want to come on talk a little bit about something coming up on February the 5th? What's happening? Great. Thank you. First of all, thanks for having us. Oh, we're you're really welcome, grateful sir. to be here today. It's good to see Melissa as always. Um, on February the 5th, we're bringing really a national level program to Iredell County, specifically to Statesville in the Civic Center, 10 o'clock that morning, 3 o'clock that afternoon. We're having Sam Quinones. Many people won't know who that is, but if you are a New York Times bestseller reader, you do know who it is because he's had two books there. In fact, last year, his book, or two years ago, his book was named the number one nonfiction book in the United States of America. All right. His book is The Least of These, or The Least of Us, excuse me, The Least of Us, and it's about the opioid epidemic. So, so he's done a, a great deal of research, and he knows more about the opioid epidemic in places like Iredell County than just about anybody in the nation. We're using a grant from the federal government and from the state government to pay his expenses to come here. And on that day, he will deliver a um, sort of a keynote speech, if you will. And then he's going to be around all day. We have multiple breakout sessions, wonderful people from Iredell County who are going to be leading breakout sessions that day. Uh, everything from, okay, what does my child's bedroom look like and where, where are they hiding the drugs? And then, <laughs> and then, okay, so now I found out my kid is hiding drugs. What do I do? How is my kid addicted? What does the science of addiction look like? All day long, we're going to have multiple people leading things, and we're really, really excited about it. All right, and that, what time does it start on February 5th? 10 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. At the Civic Center. At the Civic Center. Sam will speak. What's that? Is there pre-registration? There is pre-registration. Thank you. Uh, you can go to our website, www.dacirdale.com. That's D as in dog, A as in apple, C as in charlie, iredale.com. And there's a button there you can click. You'll be able to register. And it is a really, it's going to be certainly worth the cost of admission because the cost of admission is free. Cool. Absolutely to the county. And if you register early, you can have free lunch. Wow. You know, they say no such right, thing folks. as free lunch. If you're, if you're, even if, if you're just hungry, that's it's all. worth your time. But it it's is. really worth your time to learn. Uh, there's so much we talk about. We don't realize what's happening with our children, with the people we come in contact with, relatives, whoever. We just don't pick up on the clues. So, so let me give you a stat that's staggering. For right here, this is not national. This is not even state level. This is Iredell County stat. One in three youth. Wow. In, in, excuse me, in 2021 said they had vaped in the last 30 days. That's middle schoolers. One in three middle schoolers in the last 30 days had used a vape. Now, that alone is not so scary because you find out and you do it. But the problem is what's in the vape. Mm -hmm. So now with the, the penetration of the market of fentanyl, the penetration of the market of other things like fentanyl, it takes one whiff oh, yeah. for them 
to be in a situation where their life's in danger. So yeah. what we've tried to do is bring in people. Last year we had Lonise Bias, Dr. Lonise Bias, the mother of Lynn Bias, mm. who died tragically. Yep. Many of you ACC fans will remember. And this year we're bringing in Sam Keonis. We're extremely excited about it. Um, I've talked to him now multiple times. He's actually excited about coming to places like Iredale County and specifically Statesville. He's coming a day early. Cool. to spend time in our county and get to know who we are. So not just one of those things where you breeze in, do your speech, and get on a private jet and fly out. That's not who he is. So we're excited. Some people will recognize his name. John Keones, his brother, is the uh, host of 48 Hours, the mystery oh, yeah, show yeah, yeah. on ABC. Yeah. This is his younger brother, Sam. All right. Well, cool. Well, Shane, we appreciate you coming by Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Thank you again uh, for I'll having me. I keep trying to put this out on the airwaves. Uh, February the 5th at 10 o'clock yep. at the Civic Center. Please come out. This is very important. If you want to learn a little bit, if, unfortunately, your family is involved in this situation where you've got children, kids, uh, people who are addicted, or you have a suspect that they could be, please come out. Learn. It'll help you. It'll help your family. It'll help a lot of people. So we appreciate Thank, Thank you, you very much for having me. And that's uh, the website's dacirdle.com. Yes, sir. Thank you, Shane. Thank you very Thanks much. Right. Nice to see you, too. All right, folks, we're gonna, we got a break at 11.15, but we're going to get into talking to Melissa Meter right now. Uh, we, we're, we're excited to have her on. She's chairman of our county commission. Mm -hmm. She's running for re-election, which means she's certified crazy like the rest of us. So there you go. And believe me, I'm right there with you in the crazy house. <laughs> So anyway, real quick, mm -hmm. Melissa, uh, you know, I asked some questions to Scotty last week. I'll ask you the same. Why are you running or seeking re-election? What is it? Absolutely. And, you know, it has been such an interesting couple of years here. But I want to continue to serve. Um, there's just something about the role of an elected official. You're able to bring voices to the table when you're involved in the community to be able to share their thoughts. It's talking to folks. I learned a long time ago when we had our McDonald's franchise that there are the needs, the issues that are going on in our community. And when you talk about it with others, you work and you look for solutions. And I learned in the elected seat, you work with staff, you work with county level, you work with other electeds, and you find solutions to those problems. You, you create policy if there isn't policy in place. You tweak it and you improve it. I feel like I'm not done serving. This seat is where I feel I've done a lot of good. Bringing forth uh, concerns, working with people, being in the community, I want to continue that role. Well, and, and county commission, it's not easy. I've right. been there. I've done it. I've sat where you sit. It's not easy. Right. I always say usually you walk out of the room, at least half the people are going to be mad. And if you really did a good job, everybody's mad because you probably picked something right down the middle and tried to make the right. right deal. And you work with those situations where you have to make a decision. It's not It's easy. like you can't walk that line yeah. and make everyone happy. You yeah. have to make a decision. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard. But, it you know, you try to do the best you can. You know, mm -hmm. you look at the options you got. And you choose the best option that you have. And, and sometimes that makes people happy, and sometimes it don't. That's so correct. And you try to keep everyone, take everyone's situation into consideration as you're coming up with a final solution. Mm -hmm. Well, so. all right, let's get into one little other thing here. And the next question is, there's a lot of talk about the budget increase this, mm -hmm. this past year going forward. Was it the right thing to do? And would you have done anything different? And I know and this is not easy. That's right. And you give me 30 seconds to answer that question before we go to commercial <laughs> I, break. I, so, we can talk about it afterwards, too. That gives will. you some time but, to think about it. Well, I was gonna say, and I've put a lot of thought into it. And I've put a lot of thought into it from, from day one on yeah. this. And I'll say this right before we go into break, that there's a mountain of expenses this county is facing. Oh, yeah. 
an absolute mountain of expenses. So, oh, I still have one minute yeah, left. So let's time. talk about We're going to talk we, more about it when we, we come will. back. But, yeah. but we will preface the fact that when you're in the role of the county commissioner, the last thing you want to do is place more of a burden on of our taxpayers than they already have. However, we have growth. We have schools. We have mandated statutes, which you could speak to all day long, what comes from the state oh, level. Yeah that we are required to fund and those are the and pieces we, that we block difficult. a lot of them <laughs> and that's and i would love to have a continued conversation of what y'all are seeing in the state that is aiming for us or not aiming for us mm. and what we can do to work together to come up with some solutions too on on what we can do to take care of our citizens as you say taking care of our well like i said it's you know it's tough um, it, it, we got wants we got yes. needs Needs is what we have to talk about usually in these situations. All right, give us a sec, folks. Give us a minute or two. We'll be right back with Melissa Nieder talking more about the budget, talking more about a lot of things. Stay tuned. All right, back here for the middle part of the show, heading towards the 1130 hour. Uh, got Melissa Nieder, chairman on the county commission here in Iredo County. We're talking, and we're going to talk a little bit more about question number two, which was, in case y'all won't forget out there, there's a lot of talk about the budget increase this past year. Was it the right thing to do? Would you have done anything different? And we talked already a little we bit did. about it was hard, but there's needs that have to be filled. These are not right. wants. These right. are needs. Right. And and so, you know, I know y'all are trying to figure out a way to build a high school. That's correct. You got not it. only just the high school, we're looking at the need of an elementary school. Yep. Um, and through it all, it's, it's like, of course, we know that was an $80 million bond. Yep. With the talk of it going up to $200 million. So we have approved... The $80 million has been on the ballot. People approved that. Right. And then there was discussion that $40 million more in addition to that. So, But to circle back around the county's expenses, you know it costs $18 million a month to run this county. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't include your capital needs. That includes money going to, like, your school's current expense, um, fire department monthly payments, and various things like that. Salaries. Right. So it's got to operate on top of that. So, you know... We are given a list of things that people want, and that's different from person to person, of course. However, we have to have the schools. We have to provide services to the people. Um, and it's a mountain of things. We've already approved you know, the EMS truck. Now it's getting enough people to put on that truck, to train those people. Um, the truck was the easy part. The truck was easy. And it depends on if you want to talk about chassis. You know, it, it's like there's nothing simple anymore, Jeff. You know, there, it really, know. really isn't. Um, and you see the growth. You see the change. We've all been around here and, and watched the change with that. And, of course, we've got the th three school districts. you got the per-pupil funding. That is up. I had to look this morning. We are up to $2,223 per-pupil funding for the schools. It all adds up. It really, really does. So well, it, you know, the bad thing too, and I think a lot of people, you know, that they're we had Bidenomics now for going on about yeah. three years, and and it's about all that any of us can stand. I mean, they'll tell you the inflation rate was six or seven or eight percent, but it doesn't put food or gas in. No. They the no. politicians are smart in Washington D.C. They don't want you to really know how bad it is. Truth no. of the matter is, we know inflation was more like fifteen twenty percent minimum, and and, and y'all. 
know. If you, if you go to the grocery store, right, and it, and no one is immune to that. Yeah, the county no buys products. That's correct. And that's and correct. so y'all are suffering a fifteen to twenty percent increase, increase on, on everything. Well. Yeah. So that's where it makes it tough. And you've got employees, and I had to raise my employee salaries. It's exactly. Right. You got to be competitive. Yeah. You want to take care of and, your people. And they've got to be able to live. Right. So so you've got that. So, so you know nobody wants to pay no more tax than that's they have correct. to. That's and, and nobody wants to pay it when the economy's gone in the in the can. But the county the county has to move on. And, and that's the thing we're seeing because obviously people were coming here. Oh, yeah. And that's the other part. It's uh, There is no way to stop that one. But I don't want to get your questions out of order, Jeff. I know you might have a method to the madness well, here. Well, there, but... there may be. I don't know. <laughs> would, would, if, you, if you had to go back and look, would you change or keep it the same? Would you change what you did? You... We And that's a balancing act. Yeah. What we decide on today is going to impact whoever's sitting in those chairs years from now, and the citizens. So you do not want to do something short-sighted. Yeah. It's like, so you want to turn around and raise things when and how and if? you got to plan for the long range. That is the goal, too, that we want to leave this county in, in, in good terms for the future. No matter who's in these seats. Well, and, and that's what I always say. Do you do you want to you want to be a politician sitting in the seat, or do you want to be somebody that governs sitting in the seat? That's a good way to say it. Yeah. And, and if you're going to be somebody that governs sitting in the seat, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to do what it requires to keep the county moving forward. And to the status that we are, we are a good, solid county. We and are, we're not in financial trouble. Not at all. We're not at all. There's not a like lot of ca- there's a lot of counties <laughs> that I I wouldn't even want to have to deal with trying to find their solutions. Oh, I know. I mean, um, you, you look at the property tax rates in Mecklenburg; they'll pass a billion dollar bond in a heartbeat down there. And it's it, crazy. It blows my mind. The great state there. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> on that one too. All right, so. we'll jump on here. We got we still got some time, so we're yeah, doing we're good do, on we're that. We're doing well. All right, what is? And I know we talked a little bit about the school, but what is Iredell County's next big thing? And how are you going to go about doing it? And that just kind of folds into that next one because, of course, it is mandated. We, we will have to build schools for these for these students and the incoming students. However, so we've talked about the approved bond at $80 million. We've already said we'd go up to the, you know, an additional $40 million on this. It would. We're waiting currently on the school system to hear back from them as far as bids. The bids are out. Um we at county level it would be helpful for bids to come back with alternates mm. to be able to see how they bid it out that is not our responsibility to ask for the bids like that but it's helpful to see alternates yeah. to see where things are at price wise instead of just one big lump if you will break it down it yeah. that way um we are currently at county level setting aside dollars to build the elementary school because the need has already been expressed and that's probably 20 million we're setting aside 10 million per year is our goal currently. We've already set aside the $10 million to go ahead and have that money there. So that some of the tax That's dollars right. that went That's up. That's correct. Are, are, is it's it already in the line account? item. For, yes, we're saving the money for so that. Because that? the That's, last thing we want to do is go about. ask the taxpayers to put another bond. Yep. So we set aside the dollars for that one. So we'll see where that one goes as far as the needs with that. Um, not to mention, during this whole process, we talk about the school but in the meantime, we are putting things at county level on hold, meaning the health department that was discussed, some of the other improvements, the capital projects. We're putting those on hold until we see where these bids come back. The last thing we want to do is start a project you can't complete. And, and so, people may want to realize the health department there on, on 21, uh, if it don't take out part of it, it's going to have a drive through because the road's going to go very, very right close. beside it. Very and so, close. so we're getting land to this disappearing from our, our properties, right. and, and we've got to make a choice. Growth is impacting us as a county as well. Yeah. And you see it in, in our buildings 
and we see it on the inside and on the outside, like you're saying on the health department. So we are doing what we can. And that's what your question was meaning. It's like, so what are we going to do about it? We're going to hold on our capital projects at county level. We are going to continue to set aside dollars for the elementary school. We are giving an additional $40 million on this, and we are awaiting bids. You know, and I said something to Scotty uh, about this, too. And a lot of people don't know it. And it's maybe something you want to think about because it might be easier life for you. Whenever they did merge the two school systems, Idle Statesville, mm-hmm. um, they actually put a provision in there where you could actually do a school tax. And I don't know if that not might not be a bad thing so people can look at their tax bill and say, okay, X dollars go to run so the So does county. that come from the state level cooperation on that one? That was too. kind of put in there and nobody ever talks about it. Nobody How about Jeff McNeely talks about that? Well, I could, and we, and it's there. I mean, it Isn't can be there? enacted uh, at any moment, any time. And, and I know, don't know. Like, you understand what I'm saying? I do, and I do. Pe- people look at their tax bill and they go, oh, I can't believe this cost me that much. Oh, what are they and doing with my And here's the money? other piece of this, That too. would tell them what they're right. doing with their money. So let's roll right into that last category, which yeah. I know because we're only going to have so much time. But it's very critical to me, and it, and it is our growth situation. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I don't believe that all citizens have a clear understanding of where we are and what a county can and can't do with growth. So municipalities can grow into county jurisdiction. As a matter of fact, we're going to ask to have a presentation at our February 6th meeting, pretty much like an Annex 101 Mm. or Growth 101, so we can have our citizens be familiarized with what we can and we can't do. So we see developments popping up in the city that is the city's planning that does those. However, they can go within that what three mile reach into the county. The ETJ. Yeah. yeah. Well, the ETJ we're not even and, and service districts. Right. Right. So we're not even considering those as a, as a board as we sit currently. We just are not entertaining ETJ. If you're going to annex it, you're going to have to have a property owner that wants to work directly with the municipality. But when those homes go up, and there's services that need provided. And there's also the schools that need to be built based on the growth that's coming in there. So um, municipalities don't pay into, well, Mooresville Graded has their school district, but it doesn't cover the entire Mooresville city limits. So there's a lot to pack into the last couple of minutes of your radio show here currently. (laughs) However, I would greatly encourage our citizens to see what we can as a county and can't do and that's going to be at our February 6th meeting at the 6 o'clock hour for county commissioners. Right. Um, because oftentimes people say to me, stop the growth. We believe in property rights in Iredell County. Yeah. We will not stand in front of an owner of their property and say, hey, you can't do this. We're not going to do that. That's not the American way either. But it definitely impacts us in our area. All right. Let's do our last question here, yep. Melissa. If that was el- my last question. It well, was growth. Was, yes. <laughs> yeah, if elected, what is your personal project? So your personal project I'm really is I'm concerned about the, the growth. growth because, we, you know, we, we live... A lot of us live in the county. We love the country life. We see municipalities reaching closer and closer. What can and can't we do? You know, something I wanted to throw out there, and you think about this, too, uh, because we got a little time here, not much, but, uh, you know, when somebody sells a farm and it's been in farm use, there's three years to look back. They Mm -hmm. end up paying taxes Mm -hmm. like if they'd normally had it without farming. I wonder, and I know this is going to take money from the county in a way, but it'll help in the long run. What if we took that three-year look-back money? 
that difference between the uh, farm use and, and regular and put that into a fund and try to maybe use that to buy developmental rights. You can't buy for long because you won't have a lot much. You might be able to buy for 10 years in some of these other farming areas mm-hmm. that are being looked at real hard and pressured. That are being looked at by developers. Yeah. And, then, and it would stall. So. That would get, you know, it'd be like buying time. And mm-hmm. it would kind of be like the, uh, the farm that goes out maybe help keep the farm that's being looked at real hard in. I don't know. There's definitely these conversations, and we need to continue conversations, state and local level, working together to support our landowners the, and, and look at different ways that we can get in funding for our mandates. All right. We, we got about a minute. Give us your why should we reelect Melissa Nieder? Because I'm dedicated to continuing the hard work, being involved and in listening to people in this seat. I feel like I'm not done serving. The people of Iredell County are very important to me. Working with our state representatives, like what you're sharing here, is important to me. I'm not done. I want to continue to serve the people. I'm here to do the work that it takes. All right. And if we want to look you up, Facebook, whatever. Yeah, Need Neater on Facebook. Melissa Neater on Facebook is the best way to get hold of me. Uh, mm. Message me. And, Website. And, no, no longer. There wasn't getting enough hits on that uh, one, so uh, I so decreased my, that my, one on social media. Goes. Mine comes It does and goes. indeed, but yeah. yeah, definitely reach out to me. Um, I want to hear from people, and that's when I, I call people back and I talk to them. All right. Really well, matters. Melissa, we appreciate the work you have put forth on the commission. You've done Thank a you. good job. You've led the county here. Uh, so we look forward to seeing what happens in this election, Absolutely. and uh, uh, good luck with it. Good thank luck. you for the opportunity. Thank All you, right, you're going to have Richard Coleman coming on here in a little bit, but thank you, Melissa Nieder, for coming and seeing us. Thank Y'all you. hold tight through the commercial break. We'll be right back. Big show today. Big show. All right, folks, back here for the middle of the show, getting out towards the end. Got Richard Coleman in here with me. One thing I want to bring up real quick, though, before we get in with Richard, uh, Reagan Day is coming up. Reagan Day is what the Republican Party puts on to try to help fund so we can send out the mailers in the general election come November. So it's uh, February 23rd at the Civic Center Statesville. I think there's like an early pre-reception. If you pay a little extra, uh, you can come at 5.30. If not, the regular dinner starts at 7. So February 23rd, that's a Friday, Reagan Day. So keep that in your loop there. And uh, I'm sure we can get something online. You can go to the Republican Executive Committee, Republican Idle County Party, and you should be able to find something if you're interested in going. You've got tables. you got all kinds of different sponsorship levels. So anyway, all right. Now we get to the meat of the subject. Richard Coleman, how are you, sir? Better than I deserve. I'm better than I was a week ago. I'll that's right. That that's right, folks. For those that don't know, Richard, uh, he was he helped coaches his son and uh, little league team. I, probably not little league. They're getting on up there size Tra- now. Travel ball teams. Yeah, travel ball. Two and, boys and two boys in travel ball. Yeah, and so anyway, throwing batting practice, and one of them hit it well, right back at him, right in his eye. Right, caught, caught right, him in the left eye. Right around the L screen, broke the eye. Broke. I got an uh, orbital socket fracture, and I've got an entrapped uh, eye muscle. In fact, three o'clock today, I go see the follow up surgeon to see if it's going to take uh, surgery to repair it. Well, we're going to pray for you. Hope that everything works out there all right. I appreciate whatever, it. Whatever the outcome is, you're safe and you're okay and you can see. Uh, I tell you, it's a, it's a scary thing when all of a sudden vision is lost. Or just lights out. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, like I said, had Melissa in here, Scotty, last week. We've been talking about a lot of different questions, so i got a list we're going to do. And, uh, and you may want to tell a little bit about yourself, but why are you running for county commissioner? 
uh, same reasons that I was running the last in the last election. You know, serve the people of Iredale County, bring quality jobs to uh, Iredale County, as well as providing the best services, reducing the tax burden. Uh, one of the things that I'd like to see is is get away from transactional politics. You know, doing the right things for the right reasons for the people of Iredale County, not necessarily I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. You know, you need good, solid, quality people uh, in office that are willing to do the right things for the people, even if it's not the most popular. Um, you know, I don't know about any of the other candidates, but I can tell you this candidate has been shadowing the commissioners for four years. Every commissioner's meeting, every budget workshop, I've gone through and audited, you know, all the advisory boards that that report back and advise the county commissioners. You know, I've kind of basically went to a four-year, basically put myself through a four-year school. Yeah, kind of. And just to, you know, because one of my things is, is I don't want to be unprepared for any situation. I'm proactive versus reactive. And I want to make sure that I can hit the job. I can, I can do the job well and hit the ground running on day one. Okay. All right. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Good. All right. Here's the toughie that seems to be, uh, there's a lot of talk about the budget increases, (sighs) you know, this past year going forward, it starts in June, heading on to, or actually starts July the 1st and heads to the end of June next year or this year uh, was it the right thing to do that increase and would you have done anything different well you know I like the way you worded the question but it's it, it's funny you say that you know was it the right thing to do well it's easy to play armchair quarterback on Monday yeah, it is it's it's a lot tougher when you're in the seat making those decisions yep. um, some of the things I look at it, it you know one of the things that I always try to tell people is it's if I'm a county commissioner, I'm one of five. So what I want to do personally may not be what happens. You got to be willing to go in there and compromise and, and work well with, you know, the other commissioners to, to do, like I said, to try to do the right thing by the by the people. When it comes to the, the property tax evaluation and the increase, like I said, I think we're when everybody wants to talk about tax rate, tax rate, tax rate, did we lower it? Did 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 we lower it enough? Should we have not lowered it at all? You know, I look at the, I think when you talk about that, you're treating the symptom instead of the disease. Like when you look at how the property tax reevaluation comes about, is it's based on sales, actual property sales over the course of three years, and then those evaluation those those sales They're determine comps, comps. those those sales determine what the comparable surrounding property should be evaluated at. Well, what have we had? We've had explosive growth for the last 18 months. We've had people moving in to Iredell County from, you know, areas like California, Washington, Illinois, New York. Blue states. Right. <laughs> Can't imagine why they would want to leave Leaving hell those. coming to heaven. Yeah, I don't know why they would want to leave those places. They're just so great. Just listen to the news. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they come in, They and nothing against people coming to Iredell County, but they came to Iredell County and they're paying, you know, 20, 30, 40% more for their property than what it's what their what sometimes the listing price was. Well, what that does is it artif- it artificially inflates. It blows the market. It it artificially inflates other people's property valuations, and is that fair? Well, no. If if you can't sell your property for what it's evaluated at, then no, that's not fair. But a lot of people in our community don't realize what the appeal process is. You know, it it's it always comes down to. Like uh, like Miss Nieder said, it's communication, you know, and informing the voters. Hey, you have the ability to go out there and and you know reduce what you're being evaluated at if you can't sell your property for what it's evaluated at. Now, 
you know, a lot of people talked in the last election cycle about we should delay, we should delay, we should delay. I kind of think it should be the other way around. I think we should do it more often. I think we I think a good idea of what might be to do it every two years instead of every four. That way there's not the sticker shock of waiting four years or God forbid eight years before, you know, you get a tax bill that's unaffordable and what, what are we seeing? There's a trickle-down effect to that. Not only is your property, you know, you've got more taxes associated with your property, but if it costs this much more to replace your property, you're going to look at higher insurance rates and so and on and so huge, forth. There's a huge insurance rate being asked for right now, about 40%. They're asking the North Carolina Insurance Commission to increase on property tax or property insurance. And, and so with that, that's going to be a whammer. You know, some of the things that concern me, I look at the overall numbers over the course of eight years. You know, our budget's increased from... You know, 2016, it's increased from 167 million to 323 million. Like, that's just to me, you know, we need to start looking at where we can tighten our belts where possible. We know that we've got a ton of expenses, just like, you know, you've heard other candidates say, we've got a t- ton of, of expenses coming down the pipe that we need to, we're mandated to build. Like the schools, for instance, we are mandated to build that. And yes, we've got a high school that's a big bone of contention. You know, you've got an elementary that you're going to need to build. And when you really start looking down the line, you're actually going to need another elementary and at least one middle school. Mm. So we have to have these. And I'm a big proponent of making sure that we've got the facilities for our students to go to school in and they have a, a great environment for learning. Well, let's tell, I mean, you, you saw what happened. Would you have done it a different way? Uh, like I said, I think it, I think it comes down to, you know, it, where we, like I said, and you've got to have somebody in there that's willing to make the hard decisions that may not be popular. So is there areas in the county that we can make cuts? And are we going to make those cuts in order to make sure that we can alleviate the burdens to the taxpayers as much as possible? Um, you know, I look at responsible spending. You know, I've seen situations where, you know, commissioners make motions that they want to, they want to give away basically a, a giveaway to local municipals. Municipals are responsible for municipals. I'm all about working with municipals where we can and funding them. But like, for instance, you know, June 7th, uh, there was a meeting there and a commissioner made a motion that he wanted to give $3 million to local municipals, $2 million to Troutman and a half million to Mooresville and, and Statesville. And I didn't hear anything about Harmony or Love Valley or the Union Grove area. And you know, they've all got needs too. But, you know, one of the things that bothered me about that was why are we spending our American Rescue Plan money that's allocated for the county when we know that we have plenty of needs on that list and giving it away to municipals that already received funding themselves? Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, you know, uh, what do you think? And I know we talked about the schools, but but what do you think is Iredell County's next big thing and, and how would you go about doing it? Well, I'm, I'm always, public safety is always going to be my number one priority. You know, schools, obviously, school facilities and building them, but making sure that our, you know, our safety apparatuses, you know, our sheriff's department, fire departments, EMS, emergency communications, that they're all getting what they need in order to provide us the safest community possible. Our sheriff's department, we know that we're going to need a new one before long. He's spread out into, our our sheriff's department is spread out into five different locations. Um, There's rent expenses that are associated with that. You know, we've got, you know that you could save money by bringing at least two to three of those locations to the same, within the same, you know, four walls. Um, I'd like to, the health department is going to need to be, um, we need a new health department built soon because there's uh, there is uh, 
you know, State Road, if Highway 21. 21, I was getting mixed up 21 and 115, yep. but 21's getting ready to get an expansion. It's going to put that road right up against the building. Yep, yep. And that's that's going to be a safety concern for the workers in the health department. So, And, we, and you know, I, don't, I know you, you, you're young. You might, that, that building was actually a, a furniture store at one time. So it's never been, you know, truly constructed to be a health department. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be retrofitted to be one. So and, and those needs grow continuously. Correct. I mean, you know, we we see right now, and of course, us as a state, I didn't vote for it, but Medicaid expansion happened, and so that's going to put a bigger stress also on our health department with the more people that are able to go there for Medicaid. Uh, Medicaid, you know, is for people, the salary decreased folks. Medicare is for your older, but Medicaid was increased. And so now more people, and we think there's going to be about six, seven, eight hundred thousand more take advantage of that. So, it, it, you know, it, that's just going to put a bigger burden on our county health department. Correct. So a lot of needs. You know, the increase, just kind of going back a little bit to that, to the when we talked about the budget, the increase just in this last year was about 22, 25%. I think it was roughly 28%. The 28? Okay. So it's pretty pretty big increase. I heard Melissa say that they are using some of that, putting savings. Right. But still, pretty big jump. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, a lot of people are grumbling. I hear a lot of grumbling. Yeah, but in, in the other the other side, and we can talk about it more after the break. We'll but, have to, yeah. You know, some of that is, you know, what we need to talk about is meeting future demand. You know, those, you know, like I said, when you talk about the, the property reval, you know, they, there's some issues there that I foresee coming down the road. All right, folks, hang tight. I'll be back with Richard Coleman, candidate for county commissioner. Folks, back here for the last part of the show. We've got Richard Coleman running for county commissioner with me. Let's go ahead and jump right in. We got a few more questions. So, and, and you know, we talked a little bit about the budget just then, and we talked about some of the next big things that we know that's going on. We know that at some time or another here for long, we're going to have to do a health department. We know that the sheriff's department. I think at the time they built that, they had 170 officers, 80 officers. Now I think they're like 320 officers. Yeah, well over 300. So, yeah, so I mean, you know, same building, just double the people. Mm-hmm. So we we got that out there. So like I said, a lot of lot of needs, a lot of wants too. Correct. Uh, and and you know, it, this is where it gets tough. This is where it gets tough sitting in that seat, deciding what the wants are. And what the needs are, and how do you balance and juggle that, you know? And so, you know, like I said, what is Ardell County's next big thing, and how are you going to do it? And and we talked a lot about what it is. How do you think we're we're going to be able to to fund the health departments and do the things we need to do? It, a lot of what's a lot of what's being done now. Um, I really I really like one of the commissioners. He's really good at the numbers side of things. He's yeah. he's he's he likes to cross the T's and dot the I's really well. Um, and it's going to take guys like that that are willing to get in there and get their hands dirty. Like I said, it's it's going to be guys that are going to be willing to get in there and make the hard decisions and do the right thing for the right reasons for the people of Iredale County. And like I said, get away from the transactional politics. Well, and, and we talked a little bit about that uh, with Melissa the first part of the show. Are, are you uh, are you politicking or are you governing? Mm-hmm. And, and there's a difference. Right. There's a difference. One keeps you around, but the other one's what gets stuff done. It, and it's hard. And let me say this. Fine line. And, and I don't have a problem saying this. I don't have all the answers. 
And anybody that tells you they do have all the answers is lying to you. That's right. Okay. And like I said, it's going to take a team. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take people that are willing to make the hard decisions. And the hard decisions rarely are popular. And, but what's best for the people and doing what's best for the people is what's important to me. Yep. So, you know, when you look down the line, you know, some of the things it's just like, you know, I heard her before, you know, she's concerned with a lot of that what's coming down the pipe. And, and as we should be, because, you know, like I said, when you looked at how the property reval came about, if if we know that the market or we know that the evaluations inflated and it's overdone. It's only a matter of time before it comes back the other way. Mm -hmm. And if we have increased, if we haven't been, like I said, crossing those T's and dotting those I's well and being proactive to some of the expenses that are coming down the pipe, you're going to look up and you're going to have a requirement of need, you know, you're going to have a need, a need for a revenue that won't be there. So what options are you left with? You're either left with massive cuts or raising taxes. And I don't want to raise taxes. I, don't, I want to get out of your pocket. I want to get out of your life. I want you to go off and live your life, but still provide you the services that are required by the state. And it's like when we talk about needs and wants, there's actually a third category, required needs. Yeah. And then needs and then wants. Like there's obviously you've mandated. been a county, you've been a county commissioner, but mandated expense, you know, there are mandated expenses out there for the county that have to be provided for. So, you know, the needs, you know, outweigh the wants and it, it takes quality people with character and integrity and like I said getting away from the transactional politics to do that job well you know I, I got into this whenever I was uh, county commissioner all of a sudden and, and and the Republicans are in charge in the state legislature and they already decided that there was rich counties and poor counties and so they wanted us to give back about a million dollars of our sales tax they were playing the tier system inside of the conservative party and uh, and I had a, a huge problem with that went down there and saw a couple representatives that you know were not not my representative other people's representatives that were actually going at us, a couple senators uh, going at us trying to take our million dollars worth of sales tax. And that finally, thank God, it got put down. But, I mean, you never know what's coming. And don't think it's always coming from the left. Sometimes it's coming from the right. Uh, it, you know, Absolutely. So it's it gets tough out there. Uh, that's one of the things that I've tried my darndest to make sure is, is that, you know, those saying uh, poop runs downhill to hope that it don't come down on y'all. If I can stop it, mm -hmm. we can down there, then then that's going to make life a lot easier for y'all. That way you deal with your own problems, not deal with everybody else's right. problem. You know, that, and that's, a, you know, you, you talk about that. That's a huge asset to, to Iredell County is making sure that we've got the state representatives. You know, I've, I've had multiple conversations with you. You know, Gray Mills was, you know, he's been helpful with advice. And wisdom. So, so is, uh, you know, Senator Sawyer. She's been very helpful throughout this process, um, you know, and a lot of other there's a lot of other, you know, former and current um, elected officials that have, you know, taken the time to advise me on how things work. Like I said, it was all about, you know, the last four years have been all about preparing myself to do the job, hmm. making sure that I'm prepared to do it on day one. Uh, uh, hey, our, our last question, and we got a little time talking on some other stuff here, though. If elected. You know, what, what is a personal project that you want to see get done What's, what, or fixed? What is something maybe near and dear to you that may not be to others? Well, uh, it's going to, I mean, obviously my kids are in sports. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'd like to see improved in our county is the youth athletic programs that we have. You know, we, you know, we outsource a lot of our youth athletic programs out. I think that we've got some really, really good quality talent now that working and running our Iredell Parks and Recs Department. And I think that, you know, 
a lot of times you've especially with youth sports you've got associations you know nonprofit associations that don't necessarily know how um, to run those associations and they eventually fail which ends up hurting hurting the children you know I want to see kids have the opportunity to play the sports that they want to play and their parents be able to afford it which that that comes with um, you know a quality structure program um, that has checks and balances that 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 protect the abilities for those kids to be served in whatever sport they choose to play. Yeah. Well, I, you know, as we grow, uh, we're going to have more and more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're heading towards 200,000 real quick. Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, recreation is, we, we say it's not a, a need, that it's more of a want, but it's got to be provided. Well, what, what people always tend to forget is it's, the, it's those programs and those amenities that you have within your your county and your community that bring the good jobs in, it brings people in that, that want to that want to you know they want to build their businesses, they want to build their industry, they want to build high quality paying jobs. They look at the amenities first. They look what what does you know first of all does you ha- do we have quality the work, of life work do we have the workforce to support our business here? Yep, we obviously have that. And then do the people have the amenities that around them that make them want to not only just work here but work, live, eat, and play here? Well, and, and the other aspect of it too is you you get kids involved in something good, hopefully. God bless them. They won't get involved in something bad because that's going to cost us a whole lot more. True. And I'd rather invest in the kids at a young age in sports than invest in jails later. Exactly. So it's, it's tough. It's tough. I get it. Hey, all right. As uh, far as like uh, ways to get a hold of you, website, social media, what all we got out there? What? Oh, we got all the social media. We don't have a website, like like you said, not uh, enough hits. So know. we never really did that. People want to find you on Facebook. And, and I'm phys- and I'm physically responsible. Why, why pay for a website if it's not going to do you any good? Gotcha. But Facebook, you know, Richard Coleman for Iredale County Commissioner. Um, we're on Instagram, Coleman for Iredale. Uh, you can message me, uh, Richard Coleman, on Facebook. You can message me. And my phone number is available on there. Call me, text, however you choose to reach out. I, I want to hear the concerns. I want to understand what what you want to see from your community because it's not about me. It really isn't. Like I, I don't think that, you know, I, I I'm you know they say best practices steal from somebody that says it better than you can. Like Iredale County, I, I'm I'm willing to be the guy that stands in fr- at the front of the line. But the line, I, the line doesn't exist because of me. I exist because of the line, the people of Iredell County that are willing to support me. I exist to serve them. This isn't about serving me. This is about taking care of Iredell and taking care of the people within Iredell. Yeah, that's a great line. I need to make a show title out of that, taking care of Iredell. I'll have to work on that. Let's see what I can come up with. <laughs> anyway, hey, we, we got a couple more minutes here real quick. And you kind of just did it right then. But give us your one, two-minute stump speech of why should we vote for Richard Coleman? Um, I think the best reason to, to vote for me is because, you know, I put in the work. I'm not afraid to put in the work. Like I said, you know, I may win or lose this election, there's not going to be anybody that outworks me. You know, like I said, going to all the meetings, being prepared to do the job, I don't fold to cancel culture. I'm willing to do the right things for the right reasons, even if they're not popular. And I'm willing to put the people's interests ahead of you know, the interests of transactional politics. Okay. Well, that all sounds like what we're looking for. So good luck with it out there. I know it's easy. Good luck with whatever the doctor tells you on your eye. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, you know, prayers work. Like, I I didn't expect to be this healed, you know, eight days after it happened. So, you know, like I said, it was, uh, it's, it was, it, it wasn't comfortable, but I'm, 
I'm blessed that it's healed as well as it has. Well, the Lord's looked after you. And, folks, I, you know, I've known Richard a while now, and he, he called me the night from the emergency room because there was a men's club meeting the next day, and and he was going to speak at it and couldn't quite make it with what <laughs> happened. And so asked me if I would, you know, just relay the message of what went on, and I did. And, and I appreciate that. And you're welcome. And, and at the time, I told him, folks, I don't know if he's going to be able to see out that eye or not. So blessings. Amen. Yeah, blessings. and like you said, there was, you know, Luckily, my vision isn't overly affected right now. You, it, like I said, the swellings come down. Um, like I said, I can still see it a little bit out of the peripheral. It's kind of an annoyance, but I'm just praying. I really don't want surgery to fix it, so I'm praying it doesn't take surgery. Well, but everybody I've talked to says it's probably going to. Well, it's, yeah, bones collapse like that. You don't know what you get into. But anyway, thank you there. A little bit of a little bit of housekeeping and everything right here. Like I said, do remember uh, we also have a farm bureau. Uh, Going to have a, uh, a forum for the 84th, which is my district, what I run. I'm, I'm your 84th district representative. Also, the county commissioners. That's going to be at the Ag Center. I think it starts at 6 o'clock. Yes, sir. And that's February the 12th. And, folks, that'll be here for you know it. That'll be here for you know it. So, Richard, let's bow our heads real quick, and I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, say a prayer here. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you for our many blessings. We thank you for all you do for us, for watching over us. I pray, dear Lord, that Richard's eyesight is in, in health, for his eyes is restored, and that he'll be able to see. I pray you be with any and all of us, Lord, and I just thank you, Lord, for the blessings you bring to me and my family. Give me wisdom. Give us all wisdom as we discern. Try to be elected officials. Make the wise decisions and walk in the path you'd have us go. All right. In Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. All right. Uh, dear Lord, uh, folks, I appreciate you out there. Y'all have a good day. See you. You've been listening to North Carolina Representative Jeff McNeely. Join Jeff again next Monday morning at 11.05 for Taking Care of Iredell on News Talk WSIC.